You're listening to the Word of Life AG podcast. Each week, a member of our staff shares a Devo, talking through a piece of our mission, vision, and culture. This is that Devo. Let's check it out. All right, so um, lately, actually probably a couple of months ago, Tom and I really got into um, some homesteader shows. And that's something that we just kind of get into. We get into different phases. I don't know if you're like that. But um, it was a few months, and it kind of brought me back because when I was a little girl, I used to be, we lived in Oregon, and I used to kind of be obsessed with the Oregon Trail a little bit. And I remember as a kid going to the Oregon Trail Museum and seeing the, or, or the Oregon Trail and the marks from the wagons that would go through and thinking, wow, that's amazing. Like, how many years forward? And we can still see these wagon trails um, through there. I thought that was just incredible. But anyways, a couple of months ago, we were, we were kind of watching some shows that were kind of around that time. And it kind of got me thinking, like, that was hard work. Like, homesteading was really hard work. There were lots of, um, it was risk involved, right? Lots of risk involved in doing that. And I, as I was doing that, I was thinking about, like, the different people that it took to um, be a homesteader. You couldn't just be an average person and be a homesteader, right? Like, there were three different types of people. There were the people who stayed home because it was like, yeah, I'm just happy where I'm at. I, that whole thing, that's for you. I'm not really excited about that. I would like to stay where it's civilized and where I can kind of just know what to expect. And then there were the people who were reckless, right, that started out and didn't, weren't quite prepared for what was to come. They just were like excited about the adventure and just went out and approached it and realized, oh, we didn't actually pack the things we needed to. We weren't prepared for the cost and the sacrifice it would actually take to be a homesteader. And then there were the people who understood the cost, they understood it, they came prepared, but still had excitement despite their fear. And I was at that time and I was thinking about it and I was like, I felt like God was like, would you do that? And I was like, homestead? Like, go someplace? I was like, no. Like, would you do that if I asked you? God, please don't ask me to do that. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. That doesn't sound exciting or fun. But then I started thinking about, like, in the Bible, we have Abraham and Moses. And that's what God asked them to do, right? He asked them to leave the land that they knew, told them to go out, and he was going to provide for them. They were going out to Homestead to find a place to live that was not their home. And then spiritually, that is also what the disciples were asked to do. It's what Paul did, right? It's a spiritual homesteading of making a way for others, of going out and finding people and leaving what is comfortable and doing something that costs you. And, you know, like we know that the world here is not our home. This is not our home. We know that heaven is our home. And so we have to almost be spiritual homesteaders. We can't be attached to what's in front of us. We can't be attached to our own house. We can't be attached to the things that we have in the world because we're not going to be taking those with us. And this is all temporary. In Hebrews, it says, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. We're looking for a home that is yet to come. So we're preparing, we're homesteading for heaven, right? We're preparing for heaven. 
We have no stake in earthly places because we're longing and preparing for our heavenly home. See, we are all called to be homesteaders, but not in the sense of going out and finding land and occupying it. But we are spiritual homesteaders. Our jobs as leaders is to provide multi, a multi-purpose team, right? We are, our teams are there to help bring people in and build towards the mission of the church. Because Word of Life, Assembly of God, exists for the purpose of leading individuals to become faithful and effective followers of Jesus Christ. That is our mission in, at Word of Life, is to do that. And so our teams and every, like all of our teams, our um, next steps and our, all of our next steps, as well as our um, small groups, all of it is all towards that mission. So we have to be thinking about what does that mean in the sense of homesteading? Which means as a leader of your team, you are there to help bring people into church and to serve them in the role that your team plays, but you are also there to help your individual team members grow in their faithfulness and effectiveness. While going back to the homesteading analogy, here are some of the things that we need to we need to think about in order to be homesteaders in our role. The first thing is the homesteaders, they possessed land, right? We know that. Homesteaders needed to be able to survive and to keep those around them safe. Homesteaders do what is needed to take care of what they are responsible for. There's nobody else going to pick up the slack when you're a homesteader, right? You have to pick up the slack. You are responsible for what you are trying to achieve. Homesteaders... They have a tool belt and know what tool to bring out and how to use it. You have to be prepared. You have to know what you need to be able to accomplish what you intend to accomplish. When you possess the land, your work is far from done, right? We can't just hope to one get there and then just like put our feet up and be like, oh, I can relax now. I have finally arrived. In a lot of ways, your work has just started. Ultimately, homesteading will require you to be an explorer, a cultivator, and to grow. So I want to look at those three things specifically. Culti being a cultivator, being an explorer, and how to grow. So the first thing is explorers. What is an explorer? It's a person who explores an unfamiliar area. You can't be an explorer unless you're going out to something that is unfamiliar to you. So if you describe yourself as adventurous, but adventurous is just me doing the same thing all the time, you're not really adventurous, right? And you're also not an explorer because an explorer is going to go out and they're going to find something new. They're going to try something new. Like I am not adventurous when it comes to food. I'm going to eat the same thing all the time because I know exactly what it's going to taste like. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about eating something that I think is gross. I just stick to what I know. That is not adventurous or being an explorer. However, I know people that love exploring different foods. They love going out and finding all these different restaurants. They don't need to ask what something is on the menu. They don't need to ask what kind of cheese is it. Is it a cheese that comes from a cow or a cheese that comes from a different animal like I do? They just embrace it all. So that is an explorer. That is someone who is adventurous. It, you embrace things that are new. It may not work 
You may even fail at it. In fact, you're definitely going to fail sometimes as an explorer. You're definitely sometimes going to walk out and think something is going to work and then find out it doesn't. So my question to you is what is your last leadership fail? Think about that. When can you find a time that recently, in the last six months, in the last year, where you tried something new and it didn't quite work out how you wanted it to? Because there should be something. Because as leaders, we need to be looking for new things. We need to be trying new things. We need to be exploring. Mistakes mean you're stepping out and trying new things. And not all new ideas result in the outcome we hoped for. But exploring is how we come up with ideas that better us and those around us. It gets our brains working and helps us to depend fully on God. If you're not trying new things, if you're not being an explorer, you're not depending on God. Because depending on God will call you out of the comfort and call you out of the unknown into things that you're not certain of. So first thing is to be an explorer. The second thing is we need to be cultivators. A cultivator is to try to acquire and develop. That's what uh, cultivating is, is to try to acquire and develop. There's actually a tool that is called a cultivator. It is used to rip up the soil to create an environment for things to grow. So you have to literally rip up the soil before you can grow things. You have to know when the right timing is to be able to cultivate. If you wait too long, soil is too dry, and you miss the time when your seeds need the moisture the most. If you do it too early, you will lose your seeds to frost. Cultivating, also, it keeps weeds out. It keeps things that we don't want in the crops out. As cultivators, we have to be willing to stir, to sift, and to change things up to make it better for the people around us and better for our teams and better for our church and the mission. However, it, there's a timing to everything. If we go in too quickly and make too many changes, we might find that we lose all of the growth that we intend for. We lose the people along the way. If we wait too long, we might find that we've allowed bad habits and things that are countercultural to what we're trying to do to develop, which means that things like weeds start to come up and it's a lot more work the next year. When we cultivate, and when you cultivate in agriculture, you actually have to keep doing this every year. It's an annual thing, but if you do it annually and you do it at the right time every single year, it gets easier. The first year, I mean, think about the homesteaders when they went out to cultivate land and to start planting, right? They would have had grass and weeds and pebbles and stones and everything along the way. So the first year of cultivating the land would have been extremely difficult, extremely hard. And yet they would do it again the next year, and it'd be still hard, probably the second year and even the third year. But as time would go on, it would get easier every year. We can't be afraid to cultivate in our teams. We can't stay away from the hard things, because those are the hard things, right? That sometimes brings out confrontation. It sometimes means that we lose people along the way who just aren't really quite ready for change or don't really want to 
um, or they're just like the way things used to be. And it's also sometimes just a really difficult position for us to be in because it goes back to that exploring, right? It's stepping out into something that we're a little bit uncertain. We're uncertain if what we're doing is actually going to get what we're trying to get out of it. So it takes, a, it takes some risk. It takes some stepping out. It takes some hoping that people are going to jump in with you, that they're going to believe in what you're trying to achieve, and that you're going to succeed. And also that right timing, that it has to be the right timing. You don't want to lose everyone with, in one you know, if we go in with too many things all at once, we'll lose everybody with us. But we want to find that right timing of where people are excited about what we're doing and they understand why we're doing it. So first thing is, to be a good homesteader, we have to be explorers. Second thing, cultivators. The third thing is then we need to grow. To have successful growth, you need the right conditions to be able to do that. You cannot grow without fertilizer, sun, and moisture. Those things, all those elements are extremely important to being able to grow. We have to make sure that we are providing the right conditions for ourselves to grow. So we have to think about what are those right conditions. If you just wake up thinking, I'm just going to grow. If we depend so much on God's faithfulness that we think, God is just going to grow me whether I intend to grow or not, we may grow some but we're definitely not going to grow at the rate that we could. And so those conditions are things like that we know, right? Reading our Bibles, prayer, depending on the Holy Spirit, valuing the continuation of learning, right? Finding a mentor of our own. Even Tom and I have mentors. We have people that we go to. We're involved in different groups and things that challenge us. They hold us accountable. They ask us hard questions. They help us grow. There are times where it's uncomfortable, where there's things that you look at and you have to look at yourself and say, yeah, that's not an area I'm doing well in, or you're right, I could be doing that better. But it's necessary for growth. We have to provide the right conditions for ourselves so that we can grow. We have to do the hard things. Some of those are easier than others, reading our Bible, praying to God. But depending on the Holy Spirit can be easy sometimes and hard other times, right? Depending on what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. Valuing the continuation of learning means taking time to find resources of where you can keep growing. None of us have arrived, and we will continue to be growing through our whole entire time on this earth until we go to our heavenly home. And finding those mentors means putting yourself out there. It means being transparent. It means being vulnerable. It means allowing them to have a voice into your life and to be able to bring up things that might be a little bit ouchy but are good in the long run. So how can we help our team members grow? By growing ourselves and by helping them in their journey to make next steps. If we're not growing ourselves, we cannot expect the people around us to also grow because we do not have anything to give them if we are not growing ourselves. Just like in any role, if, if um, Tom was to get up and speak every Sunday, but he's not growing himself, it'd be really challenging to come up with a message every single week on a Sunday morning. For Pastor Annie on Wednesday night, 
be really difficult for her to pour out to students every Wednesday night if she is not growing herself. For Pastor Lisa, really difficult on Sunday morning to give kids what they need and the attention they need and the messages that they need if she's not growing her herself. We all need to be growing. Luke, when he gets up to worship, it's because he has worshiped before he's gone into worship. He's prepared himself before he gets up on the platform. Fred, when he's ministering to children, he's the same thing at, at school, at Wolka. It's because he is growing himself. We need to be self-growers if we want to see other people around us grow. And then we need to be willing to be more than just a leader and just someone who manages our teams. We need to care about individuals, where they are at, and how we can help them in their growth because we want the best for them. This take, that means taking time to connect, which means it takes just that time. It takes time and energy to connect with people. So we must be willing to step out and explore what we don't already know, to cultivate what we want to see and grow and to see and grow ourselves and others in the process. So we must be willing to step out and explore what we don't already know, cultivate what we want to see, and grow ourselves and others in the process. We have to be able to do those things if we want to be someone is, who is homesteading for heaven, who is looking to see what God is calling us to do and to be successful in it. Those are things that are going to be incredibly important. If you're somebody who knows a lot about agriculture, I'm sure there are lots of things that I have missed in that. But I believe that those three things, if we put those into practice, they will make a huge difference on our teams and in our own personal life. Let me go ahead and pray for you. God, I just thank you so much, God, that you have put leaders at work into into teams and into positions at Word of Life, God. And I just pray for every single one of them, God. God, I pray that um, when they hear your voice, they would step out. God, I pray that they wouldn't hold back out of fear, but God, that they would put their trust completely in you. God, I pray that they would see when they step out, God, how faithful you truly are. God, that you always come through. When you ask us to do something and we do it obediently, you're going to come through. And God, I just pray, God, that we wouldn't see our mistakes as failures, but as a step towards something great that you have for us. And God, I just pray that um, as we're trying to figure out and navigate people and teams, that sometimes it can be messy. God, I pray that you would just give us wisdom to know when it's time to change things up and when it's time to wait. God, that we would know that now is the time that I have to stir up the soil a little bit. It's getting time for me to plant the seed. And God, I pray that we would just know that time and be so certain of it. And God, we would just watch your faithfulness in that as well. And then I pray, God, that we would just grow. God, that we would find areas in our own life to grow, that as we're cultivating things in our own life, God, that we would just see your faithfulness in that, God, that we would um, see things in ourselves, God, that we never even thought possible. God, that maybe even things that we never imagined for ourselves. And God, I pray that we would also see that in our team members, God, 
that we would start seeing our team members taking steps, God, that we would see them becoming free, God, more free, God, that we would see them making bold steps in their relationship with you, God, and God, that we would celebrate those things and that um, it would just become uh, even just contagious, God, amongst our teams and amongst our church. We thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.